The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The nursing industry is one of the fastest-growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am your host, Leanne Meyer, and I am so delighted with the response of our listeners. Thank you for your comments, questions, suggestions uh, about the show, and I just want you to know you're very much appreciated. Last week, our show was about people respecting people, and actually that plays right into today's show, which is called The Power is in You. My guest is Donna Carrillo, and she was recommended to me by one of my refresher students, uh, Trish Donnelly. Uh, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about her here. She is known as the inspiration nurse, and if you read her books or listen to her at all, you'll know exactly where that comes from. She travels the world helping nurses and healthcare professionals to be happy in their career and to reach their full potential. She is fiercely passionate about nursing and life in general. Donna was the original Dear Donna columnist at Nurse.com, where for the last 15 years she has doled out daily online career advice to nurses. She's also an expert blogger at DrOz.com and the first nurse to blog there, as well as the former healthcare careers expert at Monster.com. Wow, Donna, that is, that's a whole lifetime in itself. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Well, thank you so much, Leanne. Um, yes, so I do all of the above as a keynote speaker. I travel around the world speaking at healthcare conferences, women's conferences, and I also run retreats for nurses and for women. I do a retreat for nurses called Empowered Nurse Enlightened Practice, and for women, empowered woman, enlightened life. And I've also written several books, and I know we're going to talk about one in particular. I have three books related to career development for nurses, and my latest book is titled Falling Together, How to Find Balance, Joy, and Meaningful Change When Your Life Seems to Be Falling Apart. And my name is Donna Cardillo, just to get that last name correct. Okay. Uh, thank you. I must have said it wrong. Uh, I've been practicing and it still didn't happen. Um, that's, that is just, again, I'm just so amazed at all that you've done. Um, I read your most recent book, The Falling Together and How to Find Balance and Joy and Meaningful Change. And I felt like every single page spoke to me. Uh, and in many ways, I felt like you and I were leading a parallel life. 
um, just so many of the things that you learned along the way, some of them with great difficulty and pain and some of them maybe a little bit easier. I felt like um, I could really relate to what you were saying and I think a lot of other nurses would be able to do so also. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that, Leanne, and thank you. And from all of my travels in the last, I've, I've been a self-employed nurse for 22 years, and with my speaking and traveling, I've been really privileged that many nurses have shared their own uh, life experiences and their both their struggles and their triumphs with me. And I realized after a time that everyone has got struggles. We all face challenges in life. No one is um, unique in that way. We really share more than we realize. And one of the reasons I decided to share a lot of my own personal stories in that book was so that hopefully others like yourself and my fellow nurses and women in general would read it, and you may not have had my exact experience, but hopefully you could see some of yourself in that and glean some of the same lessons that I have learned from those experiences. You know, for me, Donna, the thing that was uh, most helpful to do that is the very fact that you were so candid with what you were talking about. And I know you even say in the book that some of the things were very painful incidents in your life, and yet you came to realize that you could not be the person you are today had you not gone through those other experiences. And that is, to me, profound. That is exactly correct, and I wouldn't go back and change any of it. Some of the stories I share, or some of, even some of the details, are things that I have never shared before publicly, and it, that in itself was, was quite a challenge to go back and revisit some of those times, remember some of the details, and write about it. But I felt it, it, it was necessary for me to be really completely honest, transparent, Um, make myself very vulnerable in the process because vulnerability itself is a portal to self-discovery. And without ever feeling vulnerable in our lives, we can't grow. We can't become who we might be. We can't move forward with our life. I didn't know that when I was younger, but I know that now when I'm a bit older and more seasoned. And Donna, the other part of it is, you know, somebody might be thinking, oh, this is going to be a really heavy book. Not heavy at all. You put so much humor and, you know, in each portion where maybe someone would be feeling sad for you or or whatever, you have that humor in there that just makes it so light. And I'm guessing that you probably have found, it took me forever to learn this, but as soon as I can laugh at myself and my own foibles, everything gets lighter. And I just was yes, and so I, serious. I appreciate, I, I appreciate you bringing that up very much because we're talking about challenges and struggles and difficult times. And yes, I do share some of those, but that's the book is not a heavy downer book. Um, in fact, there's, as you mentioned, a lot of stories. There's even some stories and examples of other women who have really risen above their circumstances and done some incredibly inspiring things. And that's the, the book is really about, you know, we all have challenges in life. The older we get, the more challenges and losses we face. But that's just part of life. And the book is about being able to uh, really come out better and stronger from our challenges rather than letting them drag us down. And yes, humor is a huge part of my life. Um, I use that in everything that I do and being able to laugh about everything is, is a great way to go through life. 
There's almost, there is almost nothing that we can't laugh about in some way at some time. And it's the best way to have people uh, connect to you. Um, I Again, that's, that's a lesson. A lot of us who uh, started out thinking we had to be perfect and drove ourselves and everybody else crazy trying to do that, it is the humor that ignites that connection between people. Let's talk about, uh, our title is The Power is in You. So, so far we've been talking about some of the struggles that people have, um, particularly nurses. Um, One of the reasons I wanted to do this show is that in my interactions with nurses over the last 40 odd years, um, I am amazed how many times I feel like nurses are um, willing to give away what power they have rather than maybe um, uh, enter into something that looks like it could be a conflict. They would rather avoid it and they will just step back and not put their own ideas forward. So um, I think that that does lead to people feeling powerless or not appreciated. And tell me a little bit about um, your thoughts about how you get to power from wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a really great observation and concept, and it's such an important one for nurses especially. And interestingly, just to start this discussion, I am rereading the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, and she quotes someone in the book, I can't remember who right now, but the woman, and that's a great book, by the way, I recommend that all nurses read the book Lean In, because it's really about empowering ourselves, Um, and even though it's about, she talks a lot about women, we're not all women in nursing, but it's really just about self-empowerment and uh, empowering ourselves, and she quotes someone who says, the greatest way to give up your power is to believe that you don't have any power. And I thought that was such a powerful statement because so many of us in nursing believe that we don't have any power. In fact, I recently heard a nurse say, oh, no one respects us in nursing. And I said to her, well, you know, we can't just sit around waiting for someone to respect us. It's really all about how we feel about ourselves and how we, how we put ourselves out there. I think for a long time, we remained in the background of healthcare, often in the shadow of the physician, even seeing ourselves as in some way secondary caregivers. But a lot of the work that I do is to help nurses see and believe that we are, we're not secondary caregivers. We are part of the primary healthcare team. Sometimes the society puts more emphasis on the physician's role in healthcare, although that has changed a lot. But nurses are primary healthcare providers. We simply have a different yet unique role, and both all positions in healthcare are vital and important. So staying in the background and staying silent does not serve us in any way. Phrases such as "I'm just a nurse," "I'm only an RN," just underscores how some of us feel significant and perhaps powerless in a lot of ways. So you know the old expression, you have to fake it till you make it sometimes. And an initial place to start is for nurses to just take on a persona of power and confidence, even when they don't feel powerful and confident. You can stand up tall. You can make good eye contact. You can put your opinion and your voice into the mix and um, use positive 
affirmations such as, I am a valuable member of the team. I have something important to contribute to this conversation. I'm an expert in my own right. Even if one does not feel those things, saying them out loud or saying them to yourself or writing them down helps you to start actually moving move into that role. And often I use the word empowerment rather than power because the word power, some people think of the concept of power as something evil. They think of people who are, you know, taking over or, or whatever. But I read a great quote years ago and it said the sole advantage of power is that we can do more good. So it would be great for us to become as powerful and empowered as we can because it will give us a further reach. It will give us an opportunity to do even more, which is what we're all about. We're all about service, serving the community, serving the consumer, serving the planet. That's an excellent point. I I really like that, and I like that you say it from the way of empowerment. I've also heard um, people talk about it from the idea of soft power versus hard power. Hard power, I think, would uh, equate to what you were talking about with that idea of it being something evil or oppressive or something like that. Soft power, I think women and nurses in general, I think the people who are attracted to nursing, and you mentioned that uh, it's not all women. Certainly, we've got at least 20% of our nursing population are men, and they add a wonderful uh, depth and breadth to the nursing uh, profession if you have an opportunity to work with someone like that. Um, uh, One thing I was thinking of with the soft power is that concept of kind of a soft place to land, but very confident, competent. Um, Also, while you were talking, I was thinking of the hours upon hours I have sat at the patient's bedside worrying about a patient, you know, uh, is this blood pressure going to come down and when is it going to come down and when do I call and um, how high do I let this temperature go and uh, how much urine are they having? I mean, all those things that we sit hour upon hour weighing and measuring and looking at all of these things. So we bring a huge amount to the table and if we don't bring what we have to the table, some mistakes could be made because the other people are not there. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think there's any question about our value. I, I think we, we it, on some level, understand that value, but we, just, we also don't necessarily, to our detriment, see the need to let people know about that or articulate that or get on interprofessional committees or, um, you know, put our thought process into the mix uh, because our voice is just as important as the actions that we take and the role that we play. And I understand your analogy of the soft and the hard power, but I'd like to get away from the words hard and soft because I don't, I don't think it has to be soft or hard. There's always people out there that, you know, will abuse something or other or whatever, but um, power is, is we, we don't need to be afraid of it, and I don't think we need to find nice words to describe it. It's it's something about how we personally feel about ourselves, our role, and just getting out there more in the mix, as I mentioned. One of the things that you talked quite a bit about uh, in your book and resonated with me was uh, the fear, the fear factor, where each of us has our own version of fear, and uh, each of us lets it control us to a varying degree. Do you want to say anything about fear? 
Yeah, I have lots to say about fear. Did you want me to um, read a passage in my book about fear, or you want me to talk um, about it? I'll leave that up well, to you. Well, talk for, we've just got a little a little bit. I'd like to go to break in a couple of minutes, so why don't we just talk about it for a minute, and when we come back sure. from break, I'd love to have you read that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Passage. Yeah, fear is a very powerful emotion in our lives. It's a, it's a powerful human emotion, and um, fear is always part of the process when we're growing, when we're stretching ourselves, when we're doing something new, but many people let fear hold them back, becomes an obstacle, and they don't want to move forward in their life, and there's you know some reasons for that we can discuss when we come back from the break, but the fact that we feel fear isn't the problem. In fact, it, I always say to nurses in terms of taking the next step, you know, you want to do something more, learn a new skill, get into a new position. They say, oh, Donna, there's something I really want to do, but I'm so afraid. I say, that's good. If you're afraid, it validates that you're stretching yourself and you're challenging yourself. That means you're moving in the right direction. And then the nurse might say, oh, but Donna, I'm petrified. I say, perfect. That's even more validation (laughs) that you're moving in the right direction with it. Because if you didn't feel that, you wouldn't be challenging yourself in any way. You'd just kind of be staying still. And you can't stay still today. Florence Nightingale herself said that nursing is a progressive art, and to stand still is to go backwards. So that means that if we're doing nothing right now to advance ourselves, we're not just standing still. We're actually falling behind. Let's stop there for a minute, and we will go to break. Um, This is uh, Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and I'm Leanne Meyer. My guest is uh, Donna Cardillo, uh, an RN, and we've been talking about our fears, and we're starting to talk about our fears, but we've been talking about uh, empowering ourselves to be able to grow into the person we've always wanted to be. So we will be back in a few minutes, and I appreciate you staying tuned. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High definition, premier quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Thank you. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and I'm here with Donna Carrillo. And um, we've been talking about uh, empowerment and how even our greatest fears can work in our in, in our favor. And so um, I'm going to ask Donna to read a couple of paragraphs from her book that I think really uh, hone down the essence of that fear factor. Donna, could you read those paragraphs? Yeah, I'd be happy to, Leanne. And this is from um, this is from chapter six, titled "Making Friends with Fear." And I love the concept of using the word "friend" and "fear" in the same sentence because we don't typically think in those terms. We sometimes we think of fear more as an enemy, but I like to think of fear as a friend. So I'm just going to read two paragraphs from that chapter. Fear is a powerful human emotion and can keep us from doing the things we want to do or even finding out what we're truly capable of. I discovered well into adulthood that even successful and seemingly confident people face fear in their everyday experiences. They've just managed to keep moving forward in spite of us. But many of us become trapped by fear. I once heard someone say, in quotes, we are like prisoners in a cell where the jailer is gone and the door is open, end quotes. This conjures up such an image of the self-imposed prison many of us put ourselves in, even though we're free to move forward at any time. We remain trapped or frozen in place. Fear becomes our jailer. Motivational speaker Les Brown said, in quotes, too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears, end quote. Fear is automatically part of the equation when you're challenging yourself. If you don't feel fear, you're not stretching yourself. The good news is that fear starts to dissipate after you do something for the first time or begin to master a new skill. You realize that the world will not stop spinning on its axis or that you will not be vaporized by some cosmic laser gun if you act in spite of the fear. And, of course, as one fear starts to shrink... Another will likely take its place as you push yourself even further beyond the boundaries of your comfort zone. So I'm finished reading, Leanne, and I just wanted to mention that I like to think of the fear we experience when we're stretching ourselves as growing pains, and I encourage your listeners to think of it that way. Yes, I think that's a great uh, way of looking at it. Actually, you're saying that brings to mind, too, the whole fact of what we tell ourselves is so important in um, what we believe. And um, before we go further into that, I wondered if you could share a personal story, maybe one that you had in the book or something else about uh, facing a fear or um, uh, changing fear into something uh, magnificent. Yeah, I would love to. And I think um, a perfect example is when I started, when I decided to start my education business 22 years ago, I started it 22 years ago. I made the decision about a year and a half prior to that. I initially envisioned myself 
doing public seminars for nurses. And when I made a decision to go ahead and try doing that, and by the way, I had no idea what I was doing back then. I knew what I wanted to do, but I still had to figure out how to do it. So sometimes we think we have to know how to do something before we do it, but more likely you have to jump in. So I did some research. I did some study. I took some time to prepare as best I could, and um, I marketed my first seminar titled Career Alternatives for Nurses. The big day came of my very first seminar, and fortunately, 25 nurses had signed up for that. I'm so grateful to every one of them to this day, as I am to everyone else who shows up for me. Um, And once everyone had signed in and was in their seats, the sudden realization that I had to now walk up to the front of the room and speak for six hours came over me, and I was literally frozen in fear because I was dreaming about this for years. I had prepared for over a year. I had put my vision into action, but now I actually had to deliver, and I felt as if my feet were nailed to the floor, but I realized that I had two choices. I could either give everybody their money back, send them home, and then I would be all washed up and would probably wouldn't even be able to live with myself, or I could push myself figuratively to the front of that room and do what I had come there to do and what I had dreamt of doing for all those years. Because I had, by the way, Leanne, I had the idea in my head for 10 years of starting a business and running seminars for nurses before I actually acted on it. It's important to know that. So I felt a pair, it was like a pair of invisible hands were pushing me up the center aisle of that conference room. I got to the front, turned around, began to speak, and I did my six-hour presentation that day. I had spoken before publicly, but I had never spoken that long. At the end of the day, I collected my evaluation forms. I didn't even want to look at any of the evaluations right away because I figured if they weren't good, I would change the seminar, I would become a better speaker, I'd mark it in a different way. I, I... really believed that I could fix anything that might not be right with it. But I went home that evening, and I remember calling my sister and saying to her, I am a different person tonight for having done what I did today than I was this morning when I entered that hotel initially because I pushed myself into a new stratosphere of existence, and there's no going back because, Leanne, something I learned that day and thereon, is the real power is in the doing. It's not the outcome. I knew I could work on the outcome. I I knew I was going to have to get better at speaking. I was going to have to perfect my business knowledge and everything else. But we just have to get out there and try. So the real power is in the doing. It's not the outcome. And so I overcame the abject, almost paralyzing fear I had of speaking that day, I pushed myself literally to get to the front of that room and do what I did, and then I overcame that initial fear until the next challenge came up again. But in the process, I became a stronger, better, more confident person, not to a huge degree, to a small degree, but every time I repeated that experience in some way, I gained a little more confidence, a little more self-awareness, and I felt a little more alive and a little more a part of the world that I live in. Um, Donna, you said a couple of things in there that really um, struck me. One of them is you said that 
you had actually been thinking about doing this for a year and a half before you actually jumped in. So what was no, going on? Leanne, oh, Leanne, I said I prepared for a year and a half. I said right. I've been thinking about it for 10 years. Oh, okay. What was going on while you were um, thinking about it? What, well, what were you I, telling yourself? I was thinking thinking about it before I um, actually started to prepare for it, make a decision, I I thought my goals were much too lofty. I thought, oh, gee, maybe someday, you know, I could be a speaker, I could have my own business, I could do seminars for nurses, but that's, when you're in a certain place in life, that's almost laughable. You start thinking to yourself, who am I to think that I could do something like that? Those those goals are are too big for me. Um, I'm not qualified, I'm not capable, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough. All of those things go through your head. Plus, it's very scary to make the leap from uh, being an employee somewhere to being self-employed. That's a very big fear as well. Um, And you envision, you know, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? What if nobody comes? Just focusing on all of those things. But one of the things that actually helped me to move forward, Leanne, and this is a lot of what the book Falling Together is about, I had actually reached a low point in my life when I was just not, I was, my self-esteem was at an all-time low. My self-confidence was at an all-time low. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And, you know, sometimes we have to scrape bottom before we can start reaching for the top. And sometimes we have to lose ourselves before we can truly find ourselves. When you feel that you've lost a lot, you have less to risk by putting yourself out there. And feeling so desperate that one day, and I remember that day so vividly at home, wondering where I was going to go or what I was going to do, I had this idea rolling around in my head for 10 years, and I knew what I wanted to do, and I thought to myself, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try to do it, and from this day forward, I began suddenly all of this inactivity and um, what felt like apathy turned into action and enthusiasm and excitement. Fear was there, too, but just the process of having a goal, having a focus. I started to go to the public library. I started to read everything I could get my hands on. I started to talk to other people in business. So I actually got to a low point in my life, made a decision, and that's what changed everything around for me. Donna, what I'm interested in, and this is, uh, thank you so much, because everybody feels like, oh, only I feel this way. And to hear somebody that has been as successful as you are, uh, to be able to say, I've had those points and maybe even continue to have them. What do you say to yourself in that very lowest point? What are the words that you say to yourself? I don't think you can say words to yourself to pull yourself out of it, but I think you have to... You have to, what you have to do is you have to take action by putting one foot in front of the other. We can't change that feeling and say, okay, I'm going to start feeling positive about myself and whatnot, but we do have to take action. Action is the only thing that matters. So, for example, I or someone is feeling low, feeling lost, not sure what to do. You take one small action step. That could be going to your 
local public library and going into the business section of books or into the motivational section of books. It could be picking up the phone or sending an email to one person who perhaps you admire or is doing something that you would love to do or following them on Facebook or on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Or it could be making a phone call to a professional association like the National Nurses and Business Association or going to their website and seeing if they have any conferences coming up or how you can connect. One small step forward and then you take the next small step forward. Because remember, the power is in the doing, it's not in the outcome. And, and Leanne, some of us, I had, a, I had a vision of what I wanted to do that day, but many of us don't even have that idea. We don't even have that vision, and we get stuck waiting for that vision. But that's not good either, because we'll be stuck forever. Taking positive action steps is how you will eventually figure out where you want to be, where you should be, and where you're going. Um, I really agree with all of that, and those are wonderful um, uh, ideas of how you can get started. I also was thinking about um, some of the times when I felt like I couldn't go back was when I told somebody about the dream. And once I put that dream out there and somebody heard it, I felt like, oh, now I have to do it. <laughs> so um, that was really powerful for me. And also, other when I put it out there, I got response from people of, I think that would be great. Why don't you try that? That would be wonderful. And so suddenly I had lots of feedback from other people that I didn't really expect. And that helped me in those low times to be able to go back to those people and say, remind me again why you thought I could do this. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good point because thinking about it is one thing and saying it out loud is another, saying it out loud to other people. Now, you were fortunate that you got positive feedback, but sometimes when we put something out there, we start to hear all the negative feedback from people. And that's something that happened to me in the beginning when I finally had the, first of all, I didn't tell anybody about my dream for a while because I thought, oh, I'm going to just keep it to myself. That way, if I change my mind, I won't have anything to lose. I'm not risking anything. (laughs) But when I did finally put it out there, I did hear some negatives from people. Um, I heard people saying, are you crazy? This is the worst possible time to start a business. Nurses don't want to come out to live seminars anymore. They're too busy. What could you possibly have to say that anyone would be interested in listening to? Someone actually said that to me. It wasn't a friend. It was just someone that I knew very, very casually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the naysayers are everywhere. But here's a couple of lessons that I learned. When people give you that negative feedback, It's never about you. It's always about them. Because when you talk about something that you're going to do, something positive, something forward-thinking, and somebody tries to put that down, when you're doing something positive, it makes that other person confront their own disappointments, their own failures, and their own sense of what can't be done in life. So they're not really projecting their own feelings on you. So it's not about you. So I realized when I was getting this negative feedback, I had to just put emotional blinders on. I had to keep my sights focused on my goal, be prepared for the naysayers. And the naysayers, Leanne, are everywhere. They will Mm -hmm. find you. They will seek you out. They will follow you around. Because people love to be negative when they see somebody doing something positive. Some people, fortunately, you know, and what we, what we also have to do is we, we have to find the people that are positive and supportive. And 
it's sometimes it's our friends and family, although sometimes they're our worst critics. One of the things I did to help me find the positive people is I heard about the National Association of Women Business Owners. I went out to a local chapter meeting, and there I was embraced by other women who had, some of them had gigantic multi-million dollar businesses. And they were like, wow, great idea. You can do it. How can we help you? And I thought, oh, my gosh. I felt as if I could conquer the world. I thought, these are the people I need to start spending my time with. These are the women that I want to emulate. This is where I need to be. And so you have to seek out those positive, motivated, supportive people in your life. Um, I'm glad to hear you say that and where to go. Um, And I'm sure there are lots of other places, too. Um, For me, also, it was a group of women, not such a formal or business group, but just women that were getting together and hearing them uh, admit to the things, the negative things they were thinking about themselves. And I would look at them and say, are they kidding me? They're fantastic. How could they think that? So I started to think, well, if they're that wrong about themselves, maybe I'm that wrong about myself. So um, well, that's, a, that's a great way to look at it. That's a very great observation. Yeah. and And again, I think it's, you mentioned the negative people, and there has been people in my life, too, and I'm sure you've had it, where they can't seem to get off negative, so they just keep trying to pull you down, and eventually you yeah. have to make a decision. Are you going to stay in my life or not stay in my life? Right. And, so, right. and sometimes you have to say goodbye. Exactly. Or, or you have to minimize your contact with them. We can't cut everybody right. out of our lives. Some people we can, some we can't. Yeah. So you, you at least have to minimize your contact with the, na- with the naysayers and the critics, but you also have to increase your time with the positive, supportive, visionary people. And again, um, you know, for me, I found it through that association. I made a lot of wonderful friends through that organization that I'm still friends with today. And I already also mentioned the National Nurses and Business Association. It's an amazingly upbeat, inspiring group to belong to. Donna, with that, let's go to break. And then when we come back, let's uh, uh, have some more of this very encouraging, I see where you get your name, Inspiration Nurse, very well-deserved. So we're, uh, we're talking uh, with Donna Carrillo. And she has written a book called uh, Falling Together. Uh, uh, I lost where the rest of it is. Um, That's okay. Can you say the rest of it? Okay. Yes. How to um, find balance, joy, and you. meaningful change when your life seems to be falling apart. Great. Then we're going to go to break, and we'll be back, and we'll be picking up on some of those uh, same topics. So thank you so much for listening. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back. This is Leanne Meyer, and I'm here with Donna Cardillo. And we are having a great conversation about uh, finding who we are, who we really want to be, and how to get there. So um, I wanted to, you started, uh, Donna, to talk about uh, the idea of story and kind of what we talked to ourselves about. I'd like to go into that a little bit more. People usually think, what story? I don't have a story. How would I, you know, create a story for myself? Can you answer that? Yeah, yeah. And and let me, I just want to start by referring to the word voice, because I, I believe I've used that already about finding our voice. And, and here, the, you know, the concept of voice is, is learning to express ourselves. It's about, um, you know, being able to articulate our thoughts, our feelings, our insights. And part of that, finding your voice, and I've devoted a whole chapter to it in the book, Falling Together, part of finding that voice is talking about what we do as nurses, telling our stories. And, of course, I'm not talking about um, particulars of patient care. We know we don't, we don't do that, but there's ways of talking about the work that we do, the sacred, valuable work that we do every single day. And I believe I mentioned earlier we were discussing how we've, we've remained silent in nursing to a large extent. So, um, you know, sharing some of the things that we do, sharing even some of the stories of things that we've been through, some of the things that we've seen, how we have developed our compassion, our humanity. For Even, for example, when people meet me who uh, are not in healthcare and they find out that I'm a nurse, a lot of people, uh, many people outside of healthcare can't understand how nurses can be around sick people all the time, or people, uh, many people outside of healthcare don't understand how anybody could work in hospice, for example, because they say, oh my gosh, that's, that's so sad, everybody there is dying. And I have learned, and some other nurses have learned, how to gently express to people that 
certainly there are some sad situations there, but really nurses, we have a unique relationship with, with life, with death, with the human existence, and we are there with people actually can be a very joyous experience and a, and a very profound experience to be with someone who knows the end of their life is coming when everything is stripped away and it's just hum, two human beings connecting and relating to one another. I like to think that nurses have a very evolved sense of life and death, a very zen approach to life and death where we're able to release outcome. In other words, we can be very much in the present moment with people, helping with helping them, supporting them, connecting with them right now, regardless of what ultimately may or may not happen to them. And of course, we have just a few minutes to discuss this right now, but yeah. that type of information needs to be expressed. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be shared, not just in nursing, but out in nursing, absolutely, because sometimes yeah. we need to hear other people say the words for us to say, yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. You just said what I was feeling, but I was never quite exactly. sure how Donna, to say it. We have a call from Michelle from Vegas, and she okay. has a question for you. Wonderful. Donna, what's your next event coming up? Hi, Michelle. Um, let's see. I am going to be in St. Pete, Florida, the weekend after Labor Day at the National Nurses and Business Association conference down there. And I already mentioned that association several times. I am going to be doing a pre-conference workshop on Friday about marketing. It's a marketing and business intensive to help those who are already in business or even thinking about a business learn a lot more, get their questions answered, and so on. And then I'm going to be um, presenting a keynote from the main stage over the weekend on how to get free publicity for your business. But one of the things I look forward to most at that event is the Shark Tank event that we have where several nurse inventors and entrepreneurs are going to be promoting and talking about their business or service. I'm going to be one of the judges for that. And we actually choose a winner, even though everybody who presents is absolutely amazing. But I encourage, Michelle, every nurse, no matter whether they have a business or not or want to or not, to come to that conference because there's a lot of nurses who think out of the box there. I call us innovators, movers and shakers, instigators. <laughs> it's just a great event. I'll also be in North Carolina next month at the North Carolina Nurses Association talking about nurse power. Well, thank you so much, Donna. I have all your books, including Falling Together. I just love it. You are truly an inspiration. I thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Definitely. Michelle. I absolutely agree with you. And I'm eager to be able to read some of the other books that you have. Um, also, this whole idea of entrepreneurialism, I'm sure uh, when people realize that, you know, just having a kernel of an idea is the start and that you can grow from there. Um, you were talking about the words that you say to yourself. Um, again, I just think that is so important. I keep in my refresher class, I keep hearing nurses that are saying that, you know, they don't see themselves as having very much value. Um, either um, maybe they've been out of nursing for 
anywhere from five to even up to 40 years I've had, um, they have a hard time giving themselves credit for their life experience, for all of that that um, has made them who they are. And so I think people take for granted the good things about themselves or the positive things, and they only focus on what they're not. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's truly it, and that's actually human nature. We are inclined to focus on the negative. In fact, researchers have labeled something called the negativity bias, which means that we get, we get more electrical activity in our brains when we think negative thoughts and say negative things and read negative things. So it's very important for each of us to work to stay positive and motivated. And one way you can do that, we discussed earlier, finding positive, supportive people to spend your time with. But another thing that I always encourage nurses to do is to make a list. You just talked about forgetting or negating your lifelong accomplishments. Sit and make a written list of your lifelong accomplishments. It's something that might take you a week or more to do, starting with, I mean, you know, getting through a, a, a surviving a, a, a relationship breakup, getting through nursing school, um, raising great kids, getting a college degree, whatever it might be actually writing it down because when it's in our mind it's abstract when we write it down it becomes concrete so the exercise of recalling it writing it down and then reading it and looking over looking it over is a very powerful exercise because as you mentioned we tend to think of where we want to go and where what what we still have to do but we forget about where we've already been so by spending some time to reflect on where we've already been it really helps to push us forward and say wow I really have done a lot in my life and I really am capable of much more than I often give myself credit for Donna I was just thinking about um, in your book you talk about when your husband became ill and it became imperative that you had to be the breadwinner in the family. Um, he was supportive of uh, the work that you had to do and being away from him for long periods, etc. What if that person in your life is not supportive, if that person is the one that's actually bringing you down? Yeah, I hear that a lot, Leanne, from a lot of people. First of all, let me just say that although my husband was supportive, he was very, very nervous about the risks that I was taking. There's no question about it. He wasn't, he wasn't just a big cheerleader, yay, yay, rah, rah, go, go. And, of course, it made him feel very uncomfortable that I was going to be leaving him more, especially as he became more disabled over the years. But um, we, of course... Uh, I have developed a support system of friends and family and even paid caregivers at times to help him and do what needs to be done. But I know that I also have to have a life of my own, something that is for myself to move forward anyway. We can't always wait for buy-in and support from everybody in our life. And I hear that from a lot of people. Oh, my my family, whoever. But you still have to do what you have it in your mind to do. And you can still take care of your family. There's a lot of ways to do that. 
Um, and I believe that following your dreams and developing yourselves fully working towards self-actualization, that that is ultimately the best way. It's the best way to take care of yourself, but it's also the best way to take care of your family. You'll be happier. You'll be more successful, more fulfilled. You'll have more to give your family. Hopefully, you'll be more successful in different ways, but you also become a really good role model and an inspiration for the people in your life by actually moving forward and doing the things that you want to do. Uh, Donna, I was just thinking while you're talking, one of the things that I hear a lot from nurses particularly is I do everything for my family and they don't seem to appreciate me. Is well, that something well, you hear? Do, yeah, maybe you're do, yeah, maybe you're doing too much for your family and you're being taken for granted. And a great way to not be taken for granted is to not automatically do everything for everybody all the time. And that, that's a pitfall that we get into. We believe we're the only ones that can do it. We think we're indispensable. But it's amazing. Sometimes we actually give our family a gift by allowing them to do things for themselves and allowing them to stand on their own two feet. You know, the, the interesting thing about that, Leanne, is even though, again, my husband is um, disabled when, in the early days when I was going away, and he, it, it actually made him, it, it helped him to prove to himself that he mm-hmm. wasn't completely dependent on me, that he was able to go on and survive and even enjoy life during the times that I wasn't there. And that was an important lesson for him to learn because, you know, none of us, anything could happen to any of us at any time. Um, Nothing is ever guaranteed. And I think it's a gift that you give your family to give them the opportunity to to learn that they can survive on on their own. They can do things for themselves. And I think sometimes people do appreciate you more when you're not there for periods of time. Donna, uh, would you um, read that paragraph on page 197 out of your book, Falling Together, How to Find Balance, Joy, and Meaningful Change When Your Life Seems to Be Falling Apart? I absolutely will, and great way to wrap up what we've been talking about. So here we go. Every one of us has our own stories to tell, our own challenges to face, our own history to overcome. But as the old adage goes, it's not what happens to you, but what you do with it that matters. Each of us will experience numerous losses in our lives. We can allow each loss to define us and suffer as a result, or we can accept what we cannot change and find a new way to achieve balance. We might even be able to be victorious in our own way within each new normal we encounter. Pain and loss are inevitable in life, but suffering is optional. We suffer needlessly when we deny rather than accept what is. The choice belongs to each of us. That is so profound and so uh, typical of the writing that you do in the book that just brings almost like a heart swell, for me anyway, of reminding myself that, yes, this is true, and I know it, and I can bring that back again. So um, it's just been a wonderful opportunity to be able to talk with you. Um, I feel like I know you much better, and uh, as I said, I will certainly be looking for the new things that you're going to be teaching, and I, I encourage our audience to check you out also. It's so nice to um, know that someone with an RN behind their name is just pushing forward to to use all of what you know and all of who you are to be the very best possible person. 
So with that, we're going to need to end our show today. Um, This has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And my guest has been Donna Cardillo, who has done so many things in her life, writing books and speaking and doing columns and encouraging people in so many different ways. Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming and talking with us. And I hope that maybe we could have you come back again sometime. Thank you so much, Leanne. It was my pleasure, and I would love to. And okay. everyone can get connect with me at DonnaCardillo.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. And next week we will be talking uh, with my three um, uh, returning nurses, refresher nurses, and uh, that is going to be a great discussion. They come from very different backgrounds. Their names are Ann Gillen, Lauren Peterson, and Lois Sonstegard. So at um, next Monday, 10 o'clock Pacific Time, 12 noon Central Time, we will be back again with Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.